0: wondered how taboo shame and lack of good sexual education have stripped away elements of pleasure in childbirth and parenting that are essential to loving intimate relationships join me for another episode of our orgasmic birth podcast pleasure in pregnancy birth and parenting as we break down and heal barriers and open the door to more love and intimacy in birth and life When I ask people in general what they're feeling about their upcoming births, some of the first words I often hear are powerful, life-changing, and yes, fear. I remember well how I was both filled with anxious anticipation to meet my baby and fear of what labor and birth would ask of me. And I was supported, as you probably heard from my earlier podcast, by positive stories and information that help guide my fears to confidence. And that is what I hope to do for you today, to help you prepare for an orgasmic birth with confidence. Hi, I'm Deborah Pascali Benaro, founder and director of Orgasmic Birth and host of the Orgasmic Birth podcast. So let's begin first by diving into fear and let's define it because Fear is a natural and adaptive emotional response to any perceived threat or danger. And it's complex, right? It's physiological. It's a psychological reaction. And it prepares a person to respond to any danger by either confronting it, that fight response, or avoiding it, flight. And we're learning that women and people that have higher estrogen even have a different response called tend and befriend, wanting to gather with other women. And in doing so, that brings the stress down and actually helps bring up the oxytocin, which is interesting when we look at artwork in the past, how there was always this circle of women. And I think today... You've heard other episodes where I talk about the role of the doula, but how bringing kind of your circle of support that can help you stay, intend, and befriend is so important. But fear serves an evolutionary purpose, right? It helps humans and all animals to survive by alerting them to potential hazards. And it can be really appropriate and valuable in situation where there's general threats to a person's safety or well-being. However, fear can also be irrational. It can be excessive. It can lead to anxiety or phobias that can interfere with daily life. But fears in childbirth actually make birth longer, more painful, harder, and more susceptible to more interventions. And that is why I believe understanding and managing fear is a crucial aspect of emotional well-being. It should be addressed sometimes through therapeutic approaches, coping strategies, and I'm going to leave you at the end. Stay tuned for a lot of my strategies to move from fear to confidence. But it's really important first that we look at what are some of the common fears that there are in childbirth. And I would encourage you even maybe to pause here before you hear mine. Write down your own. It's really important to address your fears. And I always say write them down and then we can look at how we can resolve and address some of them. So when I ask people all the time in my classes, what are some of your fears? Probably in the top is fear of pain, right? Many people worry about, especially if it's a first baby, what will the intensity be and how will they cope? Next, I hear medical interventions such as cesarean or assisted birth. Complications. What about potential complications or even infection? Another one is loss of control. Losing control during labor and not being able to influence that birthing process. Next, I hear a lot of, what about tears and episiotomy? How will my body be after birth? And what are the short and the long-term impacts or common fears? And I hear this, what about pooping? I hear from people that as you're pushing, and yes, it's true, A lot of people will have a little bit of stool come out, and so really important that you have knowledge and education about that. And what just about fear of the unknown, the uncertainty, not knowing when labor will begin, how long it will last, or what it will be like? Some people worry about the emotional impact of childbirth and afterbirth, too. What about postpartum depression, anxiety? Or will they fall in love with their baby and be able to bond with them? Others worry about support and advocacy. Concerns about receiving adequate support from healthcare providers, from partners, from doulas can also be a source of fear and also of wanting and worried about being respected and having your voice and choice honored and heard. Sometimes it's about previous traumatic birth experiences, and I really hear you. Those of you who've had a traumatic birth in the past may have heightened fears and anxiety about this next birth experience. There's also fear of the baby's well-being. Expectant parents often fear for the health and well-being of their baby, including concerns about complications. There also can be social and cultural expectations about what childbirth should be like that can contribute to people's anxiety, maybe not living up to the expectations of others in your family, your community, your culture. And really at the bottom of the list a lot is pain management choices, but that's different for everybody, right? It could be the top of your list. And so deciding on whether or not to use pain, med- pain medication or to opt for a natural birth can create anxiety and fear or thoughts about, am I making the wrong choice for myself or for my baby? So it's really important to note that all these fears, and you may have more than that, that's a list that I hear a lot, are entirely normal and experienced by many expectant parents so what can you do? One of the first things I would say is attend prenatal childbirth education classes. You can join our pleasurable birth essentials. And you really want a class that's going to be discussing all your options, your preferences, communicating, how can you communicate with your healthcare providers, your support team, your partner, and your doula. So having all that knowledge to prepare you to communicate and address a lot of your fears with your team will empower you to make informed decisions and can alleviate many of your fears. But let's first, before we go into more solutions, talk about what's the impact of fear. And let's broaden it. Fear impacts us in many ways in life and in childbirth. So. There is something called loss aversion, risk avoidance, and researchers Daniel, and excuse me on the pronunciation, but it's Kahneman and Amos Tversky, have extensively studied the concept of loss aversion, which suggests that people tend to fear losses, than they value equivalent gains. The fear of loss often leads individuals to make risk-adverse decisions even when those decisions might not be in their best interest. So think about that in life, and we'll come back to that in birth. So there is a neuroscience of fear-based decisions, and neuroscientists have used brain imaging techniques such as functional MRIs to study how fear affects decision-making. And the studies show that the amygdala, a region of the brain associated with fear processing, can influence decision-making by amplifying the perception of risk and potential negative outcomes. So how does all that impact healthcare decisions? They found in their studies that fear can lead patients to choose more invasive treatments or procedures out of a desire to avoid uncertainty or the fear of worsening symptoms. So this can result in people opting for treatments that are not necessarily the most appropriate. So for an example, in childbirth, we see more people that are deciding even for a first pregnancy to have a planned cesarean for no medical reasons. And this is for them, a safe way, right, of helping override their fears. And their fears basically override the risks that are associated for themselves and for their baby by not having labor and especially having a cesarean when there's no medical need. So I do want to say years ago, I remember reading a great study, and they took all the people that had given the request for a cesarean for no medical reason, and they said, let's just, with their permission, give them an hour with a trained therapist to really hear where did that decision come from. And yes, like 99.9% of the time, it was based on fears. And then they were asked if they would, and many did, participate in a class that would really give them good information about the process of labor, about the benefits, risks. And you've heard me in past podcasts talk about that BRAINS acronym. What are the benefits, risks, alternatives? What do your intuitions say? What are their alternatives? And that you can always say, no, not now or never. And if you do decide to do an intervention, how do you do it safely? And I say sexy, right? And that means to keep your hormones of birth flowing. So what they found is the people that went through that multi-step process really addressed their fears with knowledge, had good information. The vast majority changed their mind and went on. To have a vaginal birth. So we have real data in childbirth that shows that our fears unaddressed can lead to making decisions that knowledge and information might change. So what can you do? The first thing is, I hope this encouraged you to identify identify your fears, write them down, reflect on them. It's so important to become aware of them. Self-awareness is an important part of the process of overcoming fear. And this is true for partners too. So I always like to say fear is contagious. It's only one person in the room can have a lot of fear and that's going to impact everyone. Have you ever been in a space where someone comes in and you can sense that they're uncomfortable, they're fearful. Everyone reads their body. Everyone picks them up and responds. And a story I want to share with you is years ago, I was traveling around with a dear friend of mine, Robbie Davis Floyd. She was interviewing and really getting to learn from traditional midwives in Mexico. And we were staying with Doña Helena at the time. And I was so blessed as a doula. She invited me to really observe her practice. And with women and the partner's permission, I was able to be at a few births. And I remember one birth, the woman was really in strong labor, was moving and making sounds. And Donya Angelina put on this great music and was encouraging her to wiggle and jiggle her hips and dance. You know, birth in traditional ways is full of movement, of sound, of celebration, and honoring the challenges. But labor wasn't seeming to progress and open in a way that it looked like her body was trying to. So often when the body is working hard but not opening, as doulas and midwives, we often think, what's going through the mind? Is there something in the mind? holding back, not allowing the body to fully open. So, Doña Angelina, gently in between a sensation, asked her if there was anything in her thoughts that might need to be expressed. And the woman was like, I just want to have this baby. When will it happen? She was present. There was no secondary thought. She then went to the partner because anybody can hold fear or anxiety or worry be afraid of something. And the partner was fully present. And I remember I had never been asked that at a doula, but she turned to me. She's like, somebody here may be having something that's holding you back. And she came to me as the doula. And I remember thinking, wow, like I have never seen... A midwife really scanned the room for everyone, and I felt really excited and present. So the next thing she did is, my hair was up at the time, and I had it kind of twisted, and she said, take your hair down, let it be open. She made sure the windows was open, and she went around symbolically to make sure that everything was open, to open the way to a gentle birth and surely after all of this and just a real awareness of everyone of being open like don't stand in a birthing space and cross your arms or cross your legs it's really important we all really honor that if we have work to do partners if you're hearing this maybe you have to write down and I think you should all your fears and make sure together you have a plan to address them So here are some practical tips that I like to give people that help you address fears and build confidence. Knowledge is power. So my number one is seek out reputable sources of information about childbirth, books, resources, childbirth classes. Enjoy our film Orgasmic Birth, our book Orgasmic Birth, which you get if you join our pleasurable birth essentials. We give you a whole toolkit Of resources to address fear, build confidence, and have knowledge. But there are many places to go to because you want to understand the stages of labor, what to expect, and all different birthing options so you can demystify the process. Next, open communication. Have open and honest communication with your healthcare providers, your midwife, your doctor, your nurse, your doula. Make sure you talk to them about your fears and concerns. So they can provide guidance and answer questions and provide reassurance. If you don't feel like you can talk to them about it, that's a big warning sign there. You really need to have a team that you can express all your feelings with. My third is create a birth plan, but I like to call it birth preferences. I don't think we can ever plan birth, and I like to have it birth preferences, vision, birth dreams. And if you look at the link here, I'll give you access to a free copy of our pleasurable birth preferences. And you want to have details about comfort measures, pleasure techniques, pain management options, birthing positions, all about the presence of who is your support team, partner, doula, family, friends, children. Know your choices and preferences can give you a sense of control. Next, positive affirmations and visualizations and practice them. Repeat affirmations like, I am strong. My body knows how to give birth. I trust my instincts. I can do it. Find the words and some people like really make stickies and put them around where they get up each morning, put them around your home, really bringing them in, breathing them in in pregnancy and then having them in birth. Practice breathing and relaxation techniques. These will help you stay calm and they really help to manage pain during labor. Consider taking prenatal yoga or meditation classes definitely listen to my episode on doulas, consider hiring a doula, and for partners, for you to be educated as a supportive presence. And partners and doulas provide emotional support, guidance, and comfort. Next, if you've had past trauma, this is the time to address it. Consider seeking therapy or counseling to process these experiences and develop coping strategies. Mindfulness. Explore mindfulness techniques. They can help you stay grounded, reduce anxiety, and maintain a positive outlook. Find a supportive community. Join an online local support group for expectant parents or maybe in person because sharing experiences with others who are going through similar experiences, hearing their fears, how they're addressing them can really be reassuring prioritize self-care. This is so important. So having activities that promote relaxation and reduce stress. Maybe that's a massage that you and your partner exchange, giving to each other, taking a long bath, spending time in nature, going for a walk. And I always say, make sure you have a pleasure practice. You've heard me in other episodes. I always say three to five short pleasures sprinkled throughout the day are really essential for for emotional health and well-being. Create a positive birth environment. I've talked about that birth ambiance, the sensuality of what you see, what you hear, what you smell, what you taste, what you feel. This is all going to help you to feel calm and confident in birth. And listen to positive birth stories. Try to minimize the challenging stories you hear. Or if someone does want to tell you a challenging story, either stop them and say, I'd love to hear it, but could you tell me that after I have my baby so that you don't bring fear? Or can you tell it in a way of the lessons learned? What would you recommend to me to do different? What do you wish with what you know now you would change? But my biggest thing is, listen to all our positive birth stories. Go through the episodes. We have so many people that tell their challenging, positive, powerful, blissful, orgasmic birth stories. And the more stories you hear and surround yourself with the more you'll learn what were the things they did that feels right to you. And, you know, realistic expectations. Childbirth can be unpredictable. But having a toolkit to adapt to the circumstances, talking with your caregivers, knowing, and I did a whole episode on knowing your providers, rates of interventions, So really important you say to your provider, if you're going to have a doula and want a water birth and want to dance and move and be upright, how many births have they had like that in the last month, in the last three months, in the last year? What are their rates of intervention? What's their cesarean birth rate if you're birthing at home or a birth center? what percentage of people transfer for additional care or just to have more access to different things if needed. When you know what their percentages are of every type of birth, that gives you more realistic expectations of what are your odds. And I always say, if you find what you hear doesn't match what you're hoping for, I would encourage you to shop around. This is your body, your birth, your baby, and you deserve to do it in your way. If your fears are intense or paralyzing, consider speaking with a mental health professional or therapist who specializes in perinatal mental health. And remember that addressing childbirth fear is a process. It's normal to have concerns, but taking proactive steps to educate yourself, communicate with your support team, develop coping strategies, can increase your confidence, and approach childbirth with a more positive mindset, which is a really important part of creating an orgasmic birth. You can find joy, love, and connection. You can move from fear to confidence in childbirth. It's a personal journey, but it's your unique birthing experience. And this journey can be a source of strength, empowerment, knowledge. And having these skills, having this awareness is not only going to help your birth be more joyful and pleasurable. But these are skills you're going to take into parenting and life that are going to serve you well for years to come. So thank you so much for joining me today. I hope these tips helped you. I hope that you'll really sit down if you didn't listen with your partner, that maybe you'll go back and listen to this episode. And I'd love to hear what are some of your fears? What are things that came up after listening? What are ways that you're going to make a list of your top tips to build confidence and to prepare to move from fear to confidence? Thank you so much for joining me on the Orgasmic Birth Podcast. We really value you. And I love to hear your thoughts and feedback. We hope that you'll subscribe and rate us. And join us next time for another episode. Have a pleasurable day. Thanks for listening to the Orgasmic Birth Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to learn more about pleasure in birth parenting and birth work, visit orgasmicbirth.com forward slash more for my free gifts. And please leave a review about your experience. Reviews help us to reach more people and please subscribe.